Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Greetings, conversationalists, and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on the program, for those of you on my flagship station, WSB, I'm sorry. (laughs) So... I, I, at 8.20 this morning, the program director, who, who shouldn't be on his phone because it's Yom Kippur, he calls, and, and he says, can you fill in for Mark Aram? Mark Aram is the show that precedes mine on my flagship station. And his guest host woke up real sick this morning, and he's like, need your help. I said, I can be there by 9.30. So with no show prep whatsoever, I did three hours, which meant I haven't done any show prep for this show because I didn't do any for that show So you got three hours of who knows what I'm going to talk about. It'll be a show of mystery and intrigue. But I'll also take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. I do know what I got to begin with, though. The Washington Post ABC poll. It has Donald Trump beating Joe Biden by 10 points. Rick Klein at ABC breaks it down. Yeah, Martha, these numbers are simply staggering for the sitting president. 44% of people in this poll say they are not as well off as they were at the start of the Biden administration two and a half years ago. Those are the worst numbers that we've seen in our ABC News Washington Post polling. It's a question we've been asking going back to the Reagan administration. And when you, when you dive into the big questions around the economy, we know President Biden has been out there trying to make the case. Unemployment is low. Uh, he's been talking about how inflation has been easing. But people aren't buying it. You covered some of the reasons why. Gas prices, uh, food prices, grocery prices and the like. Right now, on the big picture on the economy, 74% of the country, that's about three-quarters of Americans, who say the economy is either not so good or downright poor. Oh, that's not good. Here's Martha Raddatz uh, talking about the, the, the bottom line number of, of Trump beating Biden by 10 points. Let's go back to that poll. Trump with a nine-point lead over President Biden in that poll. And whatever caveats, whether that is an outlier, that's a tough one to spin. It's a tough one to spin, Martha, but I don't believe Democrats should be sitting in a panic room. I think they should be out there in the streets like they've been all year long. Look, after all, Democrats have won in places like New Hampshire, a, 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 a district that Donald Trump carried. This Democrat won by six points. Democrats won in down in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Democrats have won in Wisconsin. Democrats also with the ballot measure in Ohio. So don't go into the panic room. From just yeah, get out there, make your case to the American people. The American people are angry. Uh, in fact, uh, th- there's a angry emoji all over the country. They're angry because of electric. Their gas bill has come due. The electric bill has come due. Their rents due, and they don't they don't feel it in their pocket. So get back to the kitchen table and start talking to but, the but, American people. But that's people. exactly exactly it. They are talking to the American people. You heard Pete Buttigieg too. They are talking, and yet it is those pocketbook issues. The message may be out there, but they're not feeling it. Well, you, yeah, 13 million jobs created, lower prescription drug prices. You hear all of this great news, and then you go into the grocery store and you try to. You're still in the aisle where they sell the vegetables and the fruit. You haven't even turned around to the meat, and already you've spent seventy dollars. They're not feeling it. Yeah, you can say a lot, as James Brown would say, talking loud and saying nothing. But at the end of the day, 
there's more than enough time to turn all of this bad weather around and go out there and make your case to the American people. God bless Donna Brazil for trying to spin that. The, the problem is that these problems didn't exist when Donald Trump was president. And now it's Joe Biden who is responsible for all of this stuff. Sarah Isger on CNN. The economy's been getting better and Joe Biden's numbers have been getting worse. That tells you something about what the American people are trying to tell these pollsters. Set aside the individual questions. The Democratic Party, though, has a really serious problem, which is there's no one on the bench. You know, you look more in that poll. Uh, do you want Harris to be the nominee? No. Do you want Buttigieg? No. Someone else got 20 percent. The Democrats have had a historically weak bench for the last 10 plus years. It's because everyone's Joe Biden's age. So there's no one to replace Biden on the ticket. And so they're stuck with him a little bit. And his numbers keep going down and his appearances keep getting worse. Now, look. I got to tell you, as, as someone who's done polling for campaigns and ran campaigns, I, I agree with the Washington Post and ABC News. Their poll is an outlier. Uh, and it, it doesn't take a, a lot of, of thinking if you're, if you're not in the cult of personality to understand this. J- Donald Trump has never, ever in history polled more than a few points higher than Joe Biden. To say suddenly he's polling 10 points ahead is an anomaly. It suggests an outlier. What's notable with the polling is that even the Washington Post and ABC News are dismissing it, but how are they treating it? Now, why is it an outlier and how do those come about? The ABC News Washington Post poll, it's not malicious, it's incompetence. Don't, now, everybody always wants to assume some sinister motive when it's actually incompetence. ABC Washington Post made a conscious effort to weight their polling differently and to not make adjustments based on the voter model. Uh, how many Democrats, how many Republicans, and things like that. And so they've completely, their poll is different from everyone else. And they've got a pretty good track record, but it's probably not uh, that there's a 10-point lead for Donald Trump, but he's probably ahead. Here's the reality, though. The way they're treating this poll, in addition to dismissing their own poll, which makes you wonder why do they even trot it out, they're also using it to say, oh, we probably need someone other than Joe Biden. Joe Biden's got problems. Joe Biden can lose. To the media's credit and to ABC and Washington Post's credit, however bad this poll is, they're pointing out it's probably an outlier, but they're also beginning to talk about the reality. Joe Biden is deeply unpopular. Rick Klein pointed out with Martha Raddatz that we have never had a situation in this country going back to when they started asking the question, do you believe that you are better off than you were. We've never had a situation in this country where 44% of Americans have thought they're worse off significantly. Going back to the Reagan administration when people started asking about this poll number. Now, the reason this poll question came about is because of the Reagan-Carter debate. Ronald Reagan asked people, are you better off today than you were four years ago? It was his closing argument. Since then, pollsters led by Gallup started asking the question, Are you better off now than you were four years ago? And typically, most Americans say yes. And not only do they say yes, but they believe that their future is brighter. This is the first time that a plurality of Americans don't believe their future is brighter. They believe that they're going to have it worse off and their kids are going to have it worse than they have it. And that's a big red flag. This wasn't the case with Donald Trump. This is the case with Joe Biden. But it's not just ABC News. Reuters, Yahoo YouGov, NBC News, 
They've all got polling disasters for Joe Biden, where he's either tied or losing to Donald Trump. And the economic message is the worst part of it. People do not feel economic success. When Joe Biden's pollsters and spinmeisters and economists go on TV, they tell you that if you look at the consumer price index and you take out energy and food and gas and the cost of living, and then you carry the one, and then you add goat liver to it, that suddenly you can see that actually the economy is doing well. But for real world Americans outside of the coastal elite who are going to the grocery store and filling up with a car with gas, they do not feel like the economy is good. They do not feel it. And that's translated into the terrible poll numbers. And the Democrats are doing their best to spin it. Look, here, here's something. I, I put this on Twitter. I've lived the environment where it was an environment that sucked for the GOP. And you got to go in like Donna Brazil did with Martha Raddatz and say, look, you got to be out there. You got to be making the case. We got lower prescription drugs. We got all these things that are good. You got to make the case. That's good spin. It's the best spin you can offer. The difference, however, is that Republicans always get pushed back on more aggressively. The Democrats are allowed to live their spin. The Republicans are not. But when the polling turns this bad for the Democrats, this uniformly across the board, it's hard for the Democrats to make their case. Here's the conversation on MSNBC. The new polling from NBC News shows that President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump are deadlocked in a hypothetical 2024 election matchup. According to the latest survey, both Biden and Trump earned 46 percent of support in a potential rematch of the 2020 contest. Oh, that's not good. Uh, this is Pete Buttigieg trying to spin all of that. Well, look, uh, we all know the economic pressure that Americans have felt uh, when the president took office. The economy was flat on its back. But we're also getting extraordinary results. More than 13 million jobs created. That's more than any presidential term in American history. Now, listen, Donna Brazil said that as well. 13 million jobs. That number comes from the Biden White House. You know, that's actually not jobs created. What happened with COVID? A lot of people went on unemployment. Their, their companies shut down. So it's not actually 13 million jobs created. It's 13 million jobs brought back. Those jobs existed, and then COVID lockdowns took them away, and they've been brought back. They've been willfully dishonest in this, and the American public isn't buying that spin. Now, here's Steve Kornacki with Kristen Welker on Meet the Press talking about these NBC numbers. Look at this. Donald Trump, brand new national poll of Republican primary voters, nearly 60 percent support the former president, his nearest rival, Ron DeSantis, more than 40 points behind him now. Obviously, you can see here nobody else in single digits. And look at the movement, too. From the start of the summer, we polled this back in June. Trump seemed to have a dominant lead then. It has only gotten more dominant from 43 now. It was not even 30 in June. And you can see here, we asked the question. I think this gets to the heart of it. We asked Republicans, should Donald Trump be the leader of your party? And now nearly 60% say yes. It wasn't quite 50 at the start of the summer. Well, Stephen, what's so stunning about this number, a lot's happened since June. We're talking two more indictments against former President Trump, so four in total, and the first GOP primary debate. And yet, Mr. Trump is just solidifying his lead with GOP voters. And, and Kristen, you know this from talking to Republican critics of Trump, from rival campaigns, everything you just explained, they thought would take him down a peg this summer and instead he has only moved up here you can see the number saying the party needs a new leader that has gone down so for, for donald trump there nothing but good news 
Nothing but good news for Trump, nothing but bad news for Biden. The reality is, though the Republican primary process is a piecemeal piecemeal process across multiple states over multiple months, Donald Trump probably is headed towards the nomination unless something shakes up. There's a debate this week, which we will obviously cover, but he's headed in that trajectory. Meanwhile, on the Democratic side, Joe Biden is the only guy who can hold that party together And concurrent to that, he's destroying their party. It's not good to be a Democrat this week. You can can do what-ifs all you want. You can say but-fors all you want. But you want to know the actual bottom line? In the NBC News poll, get this. In the NBC News poll, More Americans are concerned about Joe Biden's age than are concerned about Donald Trump's indictments. Two-thirds of the American public are concerned about Donald Trump's four indictments. But three-quarters of the American voting public are concerned about Joe Biden's age. And they don't like Kamala Harris as his replacement. Democrats, you can say Donald Trump's a four-time indicted man who led an insurrection, but you're running a geriatric dementia patient, and Americans would rather have a would-be felon than a geriatric dementia patient who doesn't know where he is or how to govern. That's a pretty damning indictment on you guys, that more Americans are concerned about Biden than Trump, and you people are sticking with Joe Biden. It also kind of makes me laugh, given the arrogance of the Democrats these days, when they're so raised nose about Donald Trump and the Democrat or the Republicans and any other Republican candidate and how all the Republicans are unfit election deniers and the public's more concerned about their geriatric dementia patient. I run a small business. You may not realize this radio show is small business, but I've got employees. I got management headaches, hirings of employees, thankfully no firings, but you got to deal with the management burden. Sometimes if you're a small business owner, you probably deal with those headaches as well. And sometimes I've realized it's better to outsource to an HR department so you don't have to be the bad guy. Your employees can like you and you want to deal with an HR department that your employees can like for the most part when they need HR assistance. And you got to think about these things as a small business owner. Let's say somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to. You don't want to have to be the confrontational bad guy. That's where Bambi comes in. Or an employee reports a serious issue like sexual harassment and you're not even sure if you got a documented policy. Bambi can take care of those things. With Bambi, you get access to a dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, by email, real-time chat, so you can do onboardings and terminations that run smoothly. Your team members help coaching for peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, and they always change. Y'all, Bambi's dedicated HR managers are U.S.-based individuals who are dedicated to your business. So they seem like they're on your team, not just somebody from a different company, but actually on your team with the personal touches you want. So if you need HR assistance for your growing small business, reach out to Bambi, Bambi Bambi.com. Go right now, type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help the show. It's spelled Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. Start moving your business forward with great, dedicated, team-oriented HR, Bambi.com. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425. 
Should you wish to be on the program? I where is the did I get yes. I got to give credit. Margaret Brennan on uh, CBS's Face the Nation asked the hardball question to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know, one of the things that's happening in the auto industry, as you know, is this um, market shift and transition to electric vehicles. You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union-made electric vehicle. But you buy but you currently have a non-union made mm -hmm. Tesla. UAW already makes some electric vehicles. Yes. So why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no, the, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV, but that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now so we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon <laughs> hopefully we will soon that's some next level spin there by AOC oh we bought it during the pandemic so we had to get a Tesla you, you didn't have to get a Tesla and there were electric vehicles from other companies available Let, let's just be honest here Tesla is the best electric vehicle because of its supercharging network. It's got the technology down. It's not a perfect vehicle, um, but compared to many of the other electric vehicles out there, it actually is a pretty decent vehicle. It's got problems, but it's got a supercharging network that gets you from Key West to Seattle um, uh, that other car networks don't have. But she, she was fine with the Tesla. She was fine with the Tesla. She didn't try to find a union made when she could have. By the way, Joe Biden is going to make history. Joe Biden is going to go be on the uh, picket lines with the UAW. First time in American history that a sitting president of the United States has joined picket lines. The problem here is that as the UAW strike slows down the American economy and heads us closer to recession, it's just another angle on Bidenomics that looks bad. Joe Biden having to deal with this, um, he could be directly blamed. His policies, the emboldening of the UAW and the like. Um, it's just, it's everything the man does just highlights how broken his economy is, including standing on the picket lines with the UAW. Now, the cell phone industry, kind of monopolistic and broken. I, I, the hassles I had uh, with my other cell phone company, uh, make me glad I got a backup with, with Patriot Mobile. And you can take your existing cell phone service to Patriot Mobile. All you got to do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can move your cell phone business to Patriot Mobile. And you get guaranteed great service using the same cell towers you're probably already using. And then you help them grow their profits, and they fund the conservative movement with those profits. They were designed that way. They're the only truly Christian conservative cell phone company in the country that was designed to grow the fundraising of the conservative movement. You can call them if you want, don't want to do it online. You go to 972-PATRIOT. That's the phone number, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name at patriotmobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. They've got great discounts for veterans, first responders, NRA members, teachers, and then as their profits grow, they're giving to the conservative causes you care about from the pro-life movement, the Second Amendment, to conservative parents fighting school board, woke school board members. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Give them a call today. Move your business to them. 
The phone number, if you want to be on the program today, 877-973-7425. Delighted to have you with me. As always, text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 to get all the show notes, follow me around social media, get the live stream, the podcast, all that stuff is there. You just get back a big text message with all of that. Now, we got to talk about Joe Cool. Okay, I, I I laugh, but this is so absurd. I've got to I got to explain the whole thing to you. I've explained this before, eh, a little bit, but but there there's new news on this, and I've got to I I got to step back, and it's it. I'm trying not to confuse you. I don't want to confuse you. It might confuse you a little bit, but let's go all the way back. When gas prices started going out of control, when Joe Biden became president. People around the country started putting stickers on gas pumps, and it was a picture of Joe Biden pointing and had a tagline, I did this, or I did that. And then stickers started cropping up, and uh, it was just three letters, FJB. In fact, I passed a uh, Toyota uh, Land Cruiser yesterday that had had an FJB on the back of the vehicle. The first letter stands for the F word, that F word. And then the J and the B stand for Joe Biden, F Joe Biden. That's what the FJB stands for. There was a NASCAR race. And the winner of the race, his name was Brandon. And an ESPN reporter who lost her job over this incident, or at least she hasn't been on TV since, so this is over a year ago now. The crowd in the background, audibly, you could hear it on television, were saying FJB, except they weren't saying the letters. They were saying the words, the vulgarization of American politics. Coming through live on television, you could hear the F word and then Joe Biden. And the reporter says to Brandon, it sounds like they're saying, let's go, Brandon. If they weren't saying, let's go, you on television in your home could hear the F word coming through F Joe Biden. And poor old Brandon was a little bit perplexed. He's the, the odd thing is my buddy Doug Turnbull pointed out the reporter who did the interview is now out of uh, off ESPN, has not made an appearance on ESPN since that embarrassing incident. And now the NASCAR driver is out of NASCAR. But FJB is a polite way and less vulgar way to say it became let's go Brandon. And people started saying let's go Brandon instead of the other. Are you with me? You got that? That's how we got to let's go Brandon. A Chinese propaganda website, and it actually is a Chinese propaganda website run by the Chinese government, began making Joe Biden memes. And they were dark backgrounds. They had Joe Biden, and Joe Biden had red laser eyes. And the Chinese propaganda site started referring to him as Dark Brandon. Dark Brandon. You got that? So we get Dark Brandon from a Chinese propaganda site. I'm not making that up. That is true. That's where the Dark Brandon meme came from, a Chinese propaganda site run by the Chinese Communist Party. And you will not be surprised to learn Democrats embraced the theming of Dark Brandon. Dark backgrounds with red laser eyes for Joe Biden. And in fact, 
If you will recall Joe Biden's speech last year at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, where he was attacking the Republicans as being anti-democratic, the Democrats explicitly staged it to reflect the dark Brandon meme that came from the Chinese Communist Party propaganda website. The lighting was red, there were Marines, and it was Joe Biden giving an angry speech. And the Democrats totally embraced dark Brandon as a winner that the Republicans tried to do let's go, Brandon. The Democrats turned it on its head. They made it dark, Brandon, and dark Brandon wound up winning the 2022 elections. It all sounds a little absurd, doesn't it? It sounds a little too hyper online, doesn't it? It is. It's people with too much time on their hands who spend too much time on Twitter. That's how all of this came about. But then something else started happening. My buddy John Hassan uh, pointed this out at townhall.com. John was the first person to note this back in August, that Joe Biden's allies have started photoshopping pictures of Joe Biden. The effort appears to be a months-long campaign to sway the 68% of voters who think Joe Biden is too old for a second term. By the way, that 68 number, he wrote this in August, it's now 75% of voters think Joe Biden is too old. Since Biden launched his re-election campaign on April 25th, White House allies have shared the same four digitally altered photos of Biden repeatedly without acknowledging that the photos have been edited. One edited photo even retained its original Getty Images watermark, adding to supposed authenticity. In each case, Democrat influencers contrast the images with unflattering pictures of Trump, arguing that the comparison proves Biden is not only fit for office, but also more fit than Donald Trump. The posts have been amplified by A-list Democrats, including Malcolm Nance, John Cooper, former White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain. The most widespread photo on July 8th, when Democrat strategist Chris Jackson tweeted a picture of Biden vacationing in Delaware, contrasted with a picture of Trump golfing. In the picture, Biden's face is tan, smooth, features a confident smile. The caption reads, as I've said before, if they want to make the campaign about fitness, game on. The image went viral. A number of prominent Democrats, including Ron Klain, retweeted it. But the image was fake. Originally, the photograph showed Joe Biden with less of a smile and no tan. They smoothed his wrinkles. They exaggerated his smile. They exaggerated his tan. They've done this several times, Chris Jackson typically leading all of them, emphasizing his tan, emphasizing his smile, making him look more youthful. It's actually really noticeable how they've done this. They've been photoshopping Joe Biden. They've been photoshopping Joe Biden to make him look younger. They've been photoshopping Joe Biden, and they've been contrasting him with pictures of Donald Trump that make Donald Trump look very, very old. Typically, Donald Trump on the golf course where he's played 18 holes and is sweaty and and looks haggard compared to Joe Biden's photoshopped youthful impression. Well, now they're going a step further, all to try to alleviate people's concerns about Joe Biden. There's this now. They're going from dark Brandon to Joe Cool. It's from Holly Otterbin on Politico. A major liberal group has drawn up a multi-million dollar plan to make Joe Biden cooler online and it's been blessed by the White House. 
The organization, Progress Now, is launching a $70 million project to help the president and down-ballot Democrats win the war for voters' digital attention. The idea is to create, in their own words, an echo chamber on the left. At its heart is an effort to compete with one they say already operates on the cylinders on the right. More broadly, it represents an important test of whether Democrats can successfully market the oldest president ever to an electorate that has consistently expressed reservations about his age and wish that another president person would be the party standard bearer. The center of Progress Now's plan is an app. That's right. It's always an app. It's called Megaphone. Users who download the app can scroll through a series of liberal memes, videos, and graphics created by the organization, add their own captions, and then share them on social media. Progress Now has become an important partner to the group supporting the Biden-Harris agenda, says Anita Dunn, a senior White House advisor and top 2020 Biden strategist. Ramping up ensures they will have an even stronger position to deliver compelling digital communications to people in their communities through a grassroots network that effectively complements efforts in 2024 and beyond. Inherent in the Progress Now strategy is the fact liberals have been outmaneuvered online by the conservative movement for years, and that more than a decade after Barack Obama was supposed to have ushered in a new form of voter communication, the party has been uninventive under Biden. They're going to hire 65 digital organizers in 10 battleground states to manage volunteers who are going to create memes. Where were you in the year 2023 when the meme wars began, people? They want social media graphics to show Joe Biden engaged. Staffers thought a brighter pink image that depicted a text message conversation would perform better than graphics featuring photos of Biden himself. They're prioritizing titles like Bidenomics prioritizes working families and Bidenomics recovering the economy faster than ever. <laughs> so they can't even put in pictures of Joe Biden because people don't want to see pictures of Joe Biden. My goodness gracious, this is where we are, folks. The meme wars. They think that the conservatives have been winning the meme war and they want to fight back. So they're ditching Dark Brandon and they're going for Joe Cool. They want to show Joe Biden as a cool president. They're photoshopping him to make him younger. Here's the problem. Online memes do not change the price of gas. Online memes do not change Joe Biden's policies. Online memes do not lower your grocery bill. Online memes don't bring your job back. And online memes don't save your gas stove or your gas water heater or your gas-powered car. They want to build an echo chamber. They've already got an echo chamber of the left. They've got MSNBC. They've got ABC, CBS, NBC, a lot of CNN, the New York Times, USA Today. They've, they've already got their, their left-wing echo chamber. The fact that the right dares to compete online, particularly on Twitter, and does so successfully means the left wants more of an echo chamber. They've already got the echo chamber. And in their echo chamber, they're telling each other that the economy is fine when it's not. 
in their echo chamber, they're telling each other that that boys and girls sports is fine when it's not. So I, I had an encounter the other day with, with a I, I, he'll he'll remain nameless. A prominent person at CNN, I I wrote a piece about Fox News and Rupert Murdoch and how so much of the media is preening against Rupert Murdoch and Fox News when Fox News has been kicking their butts for decades. And he, he took issue with some of what I was saying. But I told him concurrent to all of that and what he found merit in was that Fox News for years spent a lot of time focusing on the concerns of America River Valleys. You go on CNN, you're more likely to find that the boy in girls sports is the hero and the girls who complain are the bad guys. You go on CNN and you find that uh, pornography in the elementary schools is absolutely fine and the parents who expose it are the bad guys. You don't do that at Fox. That's why Fox reigns supreme. It has nothing to do with catering to Donald Trump or the audience holding the network hostage or any of that stuff. The reality is that Fox pays attention to what people in middle America care about and CNN and MSNBC pay attention to the coastal elite. So the coastal elite, the white woke women of America believe the boys and girls sports are just fine. The moms of America do not. And that dichotomy has spread across the media. That dichotomy has has, has shown people um, that uh, these networks are part of a liberal echo chamber And the reality is that people are tuning them out. To just create an online echo chamber of the left for memes is not going to win the Democrats the the upcoming political war. It's not going to do it. They can't Photoshop Joe Biden because as much as they try to Photoshop him, Joe Biden's still the man who gets lost in the English language and can't find his way off a stage. And it's Joe Biden who keeps wrecking the economy with his policies that he claims are fixing the economy. Memes can't fix that level of incompetence and malignancy within the White House. And meanwhile, those memes are battling against groups like Americans for Prosperity that are out in the heartland explaining to Americans why Bidenomics is bad. They're doing a nationwide bus tour to highlight why Bidenomics is bad and how to reignite the American dream. They want you on their side, and they hope you'll join along with them. And all you got to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today to sign up. Americans for Prosperity has been training millions of grassroots volunteers across the country. They're becoming door knockers. They're going to persuade their neighbors how free markets and free people are good for the country, persuading their neighbors that Bidenomics is bad, talking to their neighbors about what they can do to stand up against the Biden administration. They want you to be a part of their army of activists. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up today with Americans for Prosperity. Be part of this great cause across the country fighting for free markets and free people and against Bidenomics and the Biden agenda. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan in Noonan, Georgia. And they can help you in Kalispell, Montana, Salem, Oregon, Miami, Florida, anywhere in the nation. If you own a business and your business is growing, you're buying a building, 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 buying a franchise, something like that, you need $250,000 or more. First Liberty, they've been doing this since the 90s where other lenders are twiddling their thumbs not sure about the economic environment. They've seen it all since the 90s. They This is how they specialize in. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. Just spend 10 minutes with them. They may not be a good fit for you. See if they are. Firstlibertyga.com. Get all their contact info right there, firstlibertyga.com. 
Vladimir Zelensky seems to be just his his own worst enemy. And the media was doing him a solid, I guess. Vladimir Zelensky to the Ukrainian or to the Canadian parliament took a guy from Ukraine, an elderly gentleman, a seasoned citizen. And it turns out the dude he highlighted had been a member of the SS, the Nazis. And uh, people aren't happy that he brought a Nazi to the um, Canadian Parliament and the Canadians all gave the guy applause. I, 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 between the transgender spokesman who they've now fired and some of this other stuff, like who is advising this guy? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, he's becoming his own worst enemy and trying to generate goodwill to help the Ukrainians when he does this. And look, I get it. I, I do get it. Uh, it's like George Soros. I don't beat up on George Soros for being a, a Nazi because I, I do know the whole facts of the story there, being a young kid and being forced into uh, doing things by the Nazis and and given no choice or die. I, I'm I'm the history of World War II and the Nazis. It, it's a bunch of evil and people who are dragged into it against their will. I don't know the particulars of this guy other than he served in the SS and you shouldn't be highlighting a guy like that at all in any way, shape or form. And yet the Ukrainians did. And I get as well, Zelensky's Jewish. It's, it's not like he's a big fan of the Nazis. So I, I get that too. Um, but I, I don't know who's advising him in, in PR, but uh, probably needs to rethink what he's doing. Good grief. All right. When we come back, I, I, I'll i take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. Um, I'm happy to take your phone calls. I do want to talk a little bit. And, and I've, I, if you've listened, you know I've put it off. I try to avoid it. In fact, on Friday, I worked very hard to avoid it. But we got to talk about the Republican primary right now. And the spin that's coming from the camps, and I'll explain when we come back why I'm loathe to even talk about it, because I I really have gotten become loathe to talk about it. I I really have, and and I want to explain to you why when we come back. Um, But it's, I mean, there are more and more people who are thinking Trump's inevitable, and they may be right. There is some underlying data. Uh, that we should examine and the spin from all the campaigns. When we come back, I'll take your phone calls as well. 877-973-7425. It is Eric Erickson and it's the Eric Erickson Show.